All right, welcome back. Live from Lansing in the GCSI headquarters. Thank you to Mike Hawks and his team uh, for playing the role of gracious host today. We very much appreciate it. Just, just a stone's throw from the Capitol building as, as the town is abuzz for the sixth state of the state address tonight by Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, joined by Lance Benamini, the VP of Government Affairs for MIDA, the Michigan Infrastructure and Transportation Association. It's great to see you. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit earlier, but the, the roads continue to be, I mean, one of a handful of issues that really matter to people. And, and look, this time of year, and certainly as we get on the other side of winter, get into spring, we're going to get more and more construction. And, and I think the frustration for people is valid, right? Your daily commute is interrupted, and it causes headaches, it causes problems, whatever. But the reality is, is these fixes need to occur. Whether it's um, a Band-Aid on a, on a bullet wound or, or these full-blown reconstruction of our roadways, it, is, it continues to be a massive priority here in the state of Michigan, or at least a need. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we are witnessing decades of underinvestment right now. Um, the reason why we have to build so many roads often right now is because we've underinvested in our system and we're playing catch-up. Mm. So talk to me a little bit about, because we, we expect a lot of issues to be covered tonight, and infrastructure and roads will, will certainly be one of them. What kind of progress has been made? Because the governor um, a few years ago did take out um, uh, the, the money to help fix the roads, but is, it, is that even enough? Are we still funding at the level we should be? Right, we are not. That is not enough. And, and you don't have to drive very far to find an orange barrel this year, <laughs> um, and you will for the next couple of years. But... Uh, this governor did his, everything that she had in her bag to do. Um, her first state of the state address in 2019, five years ago, uh, she came up with a 45-cent gas tax proposal, um, and the legislature did not take that up. And at that time, that's what we needed to have a long-term sustainable funding solution. But uh, that, can, that can be sticker shock for a lot of folks. I mean, that is a serious uptick. Yeah. But the reality is we're just not spending enough. Unfortunately, yeah, whether we like it or not, unfortunately, right. that's what it would take. Um, and then and then the governor did what most governors have done in the past, which is bond for transportation dollars. And she put a $3.5 billion transportation bonding program out there um, that lasts five years. And so we are seeing a ton of construction right now. We do not see those long-term investments in the future. Mm-hmm. And so we have a revenue cliff in our transportation funding come in 2026, 2027. Uh, and unfortunately, if nothing's done, uh, our roads will continue to deteriorate, and the investments that we're making right now, we won't be able to maintain in the future. 2026, what are we funding through 2026, and what does it fall to? Sure. So w- right now, the MDOT budget, the overall transportation budget is a little about, a little less than $7 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at going down to $5 billion. It's, it's, it's less, and Oof. we need $3.9 billion more annually than what we're doing right now, and so we're going backwards. So in, in terms of what can be done, let, let's – just take a step back from the money, because while that is still the driving factor, uh, there are other issues in these areas, whether it's the labor market or inflation, materials. What what kind of hurdles are we still seeing in terms of fixing our roads? Sure. You know, and, and every time we talk about increasing revenues for roads, we talk about reforms. And there are several reforms that have occurred over the past our department does a very good job of managing its system with the money that it does have. Um, there's one reform that, you know, we're a part of a Build It Michigan Strong coalition that um, it has labor and business attached to it, um, which is promoting legislation that would have a statewide permit for uh, aggregates and sand and gravel permits. Mm. Uh, our current issue right now is we have 
uh, over two dozen permits out there that are either being held up by local units of government or being denied by local units of government um, for not very good reasons. And we're having to truck aggregates tens, hundreds of miles away, which is increasing the cost for our projects. Well, wait a second. Why aren't they being approved? Why are, what's the holdup? Sure, there's a lot of misinformation out there that um, suggests that these mines are, are um, doing damage to the environment, and they're not really looking into all the, the statewide permit requirements that are out there, including noise requirements, uh, trucking haul routes, uh, reclamation of the land after they're done. You know, I grew up down the street from a, a gravel pit in Commerce Township. Mm -hmm. My dad just recently told me they're putting that into a neighborhood. And we have dozens of neighborhoods in this state that are former gravel pits, golf courses, you name it. <laughs> the, the damage being done to the environment while still trucking and moving materials that you need anyway. Like, I, it, it doesn't compute to me. But, but the, the reality is these are, the, these are some of the issues that is holding Michigan back. And look, we, we look at, I mean, I think it's natural for us to drive through Ohio and say, oh, what's going on? Why are their roads so much better? Well, they spend more, number one. But, but the, the, Michigan isn't necessarily a, 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 a state that you travel through. You travel to Michigan. So you're, we're not getting a lot of those dollars and cents from other drivers coming in or passing through that maybe states like Ohio are, and, and that is another reason I think it puts us behind the eight ball. Yeah, there's no question. We do collect a little bit from sales tax and gas tax for them for our roads, but but you're absolutely right. We, we're, we're a destination state. We're not, we're not a pass-through state, um, and, and we need to figure out how we can capture more of those dollars from out-of-state tourists. I, I think a lot of people look at this as a state issue. And certainly the federal government, through, through different bills, the infrastructure bill, money was coming in. But it's still not enough. That's still not enough. Even the money that was brought in through the COVID uh, time frame, one-time spending, it's not sustainable. In terms of the, the, the responsibility, the state bears a lot of it. But local governments, too, also have to take care of their roadways that aren't overseen by state or county governments, too. Yeah, and a lot of local governments do have millages to help supplement some of their road funding, but it's just not enough. Um, road millages don't equate to really being able to have your federal match and have your state match to get all the roads that you need done. You know, when you increase gas taxes or registration fees or other user fees for our system, you know, all of that money trickles down. It's not just for the MDOT roads. It's for county roads. It's for local roads. Um, you know, if you increase a billion dollars to the budget, 39% of that goes to MDOT roads, 39% of that goes to county roads, and 22% of that goes to your local roads. And so an increase on that will help out all of our local roads. And it, it's, I think it's worthwhile to say, too, that the bonding program that the governor put out was only for MDOT roads. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we've seen a lot of construction on the heavy, heavy highway areas, um, but you haven't seen a lot of construction on the local level lately, and, and it's desperately – we're going to find that out here uh, in pothole season. Everyone watch how the sure. potholes are going to be. So we're still behind the eight ball. And if we get to 2026 and we're not funding at appropriate levels, what happens? I mean, aside from not being able to sustain where we are now, where, 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 what condition can we expect these roadways to be in? Yeah, so um, we have a goal in the state of Michigan of having all of our roads in 90% good and fair condition. Right now we sit at 67% good and fair condition. Which is, it, it, it's, that's still a pretty sizable gap, right? It, it, it is, it is. And we've done a really good job in the state of hitting that 90%. We've done a terrible job of sustaining that mm. 90%. Like I mentioned, the other governors who have done bonding programs are small increases that we've had over the years. And so um, by 2030, 
uh, it's projected that we'll be at 50% good and fair condition roads, uh, which mm -hmm. means 50% of our roads will be in poor condition. Um, and why is that important? So for every dollar you invest in a good and fair condition road, you save $14 in a reconstruct poor condition road. Mm. And so the, the further we go down. Is that, what, what, is that per mile? What, what, what is that? Just every dollar you spend. Oh, okay, got okay. Every dollar you spend, you save $14 because maintenance on a, on a good and fair condition road is obviously a lot cheaper than a full reconstruct. Well, look, it continues to be an issue. What do you want to hear from the governor tonight on it? Uh, that she's uh, focused on a long-term, sustainable, equitable road funding solution, just like she said when she started this campaign. Hmm. Do you, do you expect that we'll get to that point? I think we'll talk about more investments into uh, our infrastructure and our roads. Um, we, we hope that there's a, a mention of a long-term solution out there. Oh, interesting. Uh, well, we appreciate the time. Lance Benamini with, with MIDA. Thank you so much. Obviously, it will continue to be a huge issue. The governor ran on it initially, uh, and, and those efforts are still underway. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Thank you it's very good much. to see you. All right, we've got to take a break. Uh, we'll get more into the nuts and bolts with what we expect the governor to say tonight. Uh, we'll have Senator Ruth Johnson join us, uh, as well as Senate Republican Leader Eric Nesbitt. Uh, will be joining us here as we continue on our preview of what we expect the governor to say tonight as she kicks off her sixth, unbelievable, sixth State of the State address. Uh, as we're broadcasting here live from Lansing from GCSI headquarters, we appreciate so much Mike Hawks and his crew for making us feel welcome. We'll take a break, come back for more as we continue on on JR Afternoon.